What is up, Level Up Nation, and welcome to the July 21st edition of Level Up Live, your home for gaming and esports news, brought to you by OTN Media. My name is Fiasco, you can call me John, and I am joined, as always, by the king of the courtside, the courtside king, but you can call him Joey. What's up, buddy? John, we're back. We're finally back. Uh, it's been a little while since we recorded for Level Up. Thanks again to all the new listeners who came in with us in June. We are now finally back for July. Schedules have been crazy between travel, and then John has been doing a lot of casting for WizDG as well, and those have fallen on Thursdays. Uh, so we haven't really been able to shift around too, too much. But in the end, we have found our way back here. Unfortunately, I think we forgot to send out a tweet, so we will do that probably sometime during the show as well. But in the end, John, there's a lot to talk about. There's been a lot of new game releases from Stray to As Does Falls. Forza Horizon got a new expansion. We have acquisitions. We have new gameplay teasers. A whole lot of games releasing in August that we have new information on for those September and big times in October. Uh, lots to talk about, though. It feels like news is dropping left and right this week. Yeah, and, and if you're here live on Twitch with us and you're like, wait, why are these guys going live at 9 p.m.? Oh, yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> well, that that's my fault. I uh, was calling the WizDG game prior to this. Literally, the game ended uh, eight minutes ago, and now we are live. Uh, because you know what? That's how we do it. That's how we do it at Level Up Live. That's how we do it at OTM because we want to make sure you, our viewers and listeners, get all the information as soon as possible. And speaking of which, Nation, you can do that by following the show on Twitch. Uh, you can also follow the show on Twitter and Facebook uh, at Level Up Live uh, for Twitter and Facebook. That's at LVLUP Live. And while you're on Twitter, give Joey a follow at Courtside King and myself at Fiasco. If you're watching here live on Twitch, those are the handles below the mugshots you're currently staring at. Podcast listeners, they'll be in the show notes for you below. And again, Twitch is the place to be to catch a show uh, live on twitch.tv slash OTN Media Thursday nights, 8 p.m tentatively uh and then uh the pot level up podcast is available on your podcatcher of choice as well if you can't make the live show uh patreon.com slash otn bonus points still being offered and earn our eternal love and infinite belly scratches from joey by going to patreon.com slash otn and uh at least taking out the one dollar tier that's all it takes for the belly scratch from joey all right, Joey. I don't know how they came across on the camera, but <laughs> it, it was, you know what? We'll clip it. We'll do it live. Uh, Joey, uh, you, you touched on a little bit, uh, but what are some of the hot topics for tonight on Level Up Live? Yeah, it's organized a little differently, guys, so bear with us. We have some kind of hot topics to touch on. Spider-Man Remastered. We have specs for PC. We have Xbox and Discord partnering up. Uh, Xbox is doing some cool things to celebrate women in gaming and sports. We have Mojang speaking out on NFTs. Again, lots of new games dropped this week, so diving into some of those, giving you some footage of that as well. Talking about delays, big delays coming out. One in particular, Avatar, was supposed to release just before the movie in December, and now it looks like it could even be 2024 before we see that one, so quite a big delay there. We have some new content coming out from Iron Man gameplay and Marvel's Midnight Suns to some Batwoman gameplay for Gotham Knights, and so on and so forth. John, again, there's a lot to touch on tonight. Oh, it's a ton. Uh, let's let's see how much energy we have, Joey. Uh, so we have our topics. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Joey, drink of choice and, and, and nation before we do this. Um, I do have to say something. Uh, Joey uh, is a big shill when it comes to Aslan <laughs> Brewery and, and his Aslan beers. Uh, and he somehow manipulated me and tricked me and used the Jedi Force mind tricks on me and convinced me to go to Aslan Brewery. Um, it was decent. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yes, I did end up buying a lot of beer. Yes, I did buy a 
glass as well, but we're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Joey, I, I suspect that you have secured their sponsorship by now. So what beer from Aslan are you drinking tonight? Ironically enough, tonight is a night I'm not drinking Aslan. Boo. Uh, I've switched it up. I'm going with DC Brown's Sip of Justice. This Ooh. is their second run for the Washington Justice Partnership. Sorry, the can's a little sweaty over here. Um, but it's a cool new label. I like the new label they went with. Both labels have been really cool. And honestly, probably my favorite beer from DC Brow of all their stuff so far. And I believe it is a lager, correct? It is. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Uh, the first run and the second run. I do agree. I think the second label was a lot better. So kudos to the uh, the amazing partnership that is Washington Justice and DC Brow uh, for a delicious beverage. Panicky Pat, what's up? Thanks for joining us here on chat for Level Up Live. Uh, Joey, my beverage, because literally I just got done with another broadcast, is water. Uh, it's a cup of water. Didn't have time, uh, so it's it's water and it's DC Brow for you. Uh, Joe, we have our topics. We have our beverage. Uh, let's see what happens. Let's get into it. Let's get right into gaming and esports news. Let's go. Yeah, and guys, bear with us on voices. Like John said, he just got off casting. I mean, you casted for like the last 45 minutes or so. I was on meetings for five hours talking today. So we're a little scratchy in the throat department, but we'll see what we can do. John, kicking things off, let's talk Spider-Man. I know that's one of your biggest favorite games when it comes to the PlayStation platform. Uh, really, overall, a lot of people love Spider-Man. It's sold incredibly well. The movie is doing extremely well, pulling in big record sales for movie theaters. Spider-Man Remaster, we now have the PC specs. Overall, John, these are looking pretty good to me. And one thing, like, and again, this is no discount to consoles, whether it be Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. Uh, consoles are limited. PCs have a lot more growth range when it comes to graphics. So the ability of customization, especially in the ultra graphics department, is much, much stronger when it comes to PC. So if you want to just pull up this chart and kind of walk us through a little bit of what we're looking at for Spider-Man Remastered. Yeah, so, you know, obviously the PlayStation 5 is a beast of a machine. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic, fantastic, but the problem with consoles is that they're always limited by their hardware. You can't go in and tinker with it. Um, while yes, the current gen uh, Xbox and uh, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 are competing with high-end gaming PCs, that may not be the case in two years. Uh, so, so this is one of the things to take a look at here. So, uh, these games are are able to be manipulated so people of all PC um, power levels can play this game. So, Minimum to play this game, you need a, a GTX 950 graphics card, which is essentially a six-year-old graphics card. Uh, so if you've bought a, a computer, a gaming PC, or even a, a laptop that has gaming capabilities within the past six, seven years, there's a good chance you can at least run this on minimum graphics. Uh, an i3. i3 is one of the cheapest processors you can buy out there. So things like that, the RAM, 8 gigs, this is what it would take to run the game at the bare minimums. But let's say you got yourself a beefy, pumped-out gaming PC because you have so much money you don't know what else to do with it. It's burning a hole in your pocket. So you say, you know what? I'm going to invest in a gigantic, thick gaming PC. Well, guess what? Uh, you can go on to ultra, super, badass graphics mode here. Uh, and run this game at 4K, 60 frames per second with high ray tracing, very, very high ray tracing, by running an RTX 3080. Yes, those are dropping in price, but it's still going to cost you about $900 currently for a base model of the 3080. On top of it, a 12th gen i7 or a uh, Ryzen 9 5900X, 32 gigs of RAM, 
Uh, and then you're going to need to dedicate almost 80 gigs of space for this game. And, and Joey, as someone who's played this on the PlayStation 4, I thought the graphics were fantastic on the PlayStation 4. With those settings, with the new ray tracing graphics that they have done for this remake for the PC, this game is going to be absolutely stellar to look at while playing on those ultra high settings. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be gorgeous. It's a nice looking game on PS4 and even better looking game on PS5. Now with it being remastered, going on PC, having the opportunity to take advantage of some really big hardware. And with Nixus coming in too, again, a lot of people were like, oh, what are they going to do? They don't make games. Guys, they port games to PC, and I think a lot of people are overlooking that. Not only is it going to be amazing to see some of these Sony titles, which I know some people are not happy they're leaving console, whatever. They're going to make millions upon millions of dollars when they go over to PC. They're going to sell extremely well. And where does that money go? It goes right back into Sony. They're going to invest in more studios. They're going to make more games. And guess what? People who want their games to stay on console, you're going to get more games. They're going to keep going to PC as well. But because of how PC continues to fund the projects, you're going to get more and more better games, more games, lots of good stuff going that way. And Joey, so I, I'm excited, John. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I believe Sony calls that planting seeds uh, for, for oh future success. <laughs> that freaking quote. Okay, off topic for a minute. <laughs> I don't have the quote up, but this is like my favorite copy pasta now. I'm using it everywhere. Do you have the quote in our DM somewhere? Oh, yeah. You hit me with it the other day. Hold on a second. I don't even know where to search for it, but... So anyway, just to give a little context, obviously Tom Clancy's movie is doing extremely well in theaters. It's still in theaters today. It's selling out. Uh, it's still for many theaters across the U.S., which is fantastic. I Personally, I even think it's better than the original movie, but it's doing really well. So Sony just has the tendency, and again, no offense to Sony fans, where they will kind of try to take credit for things. We've seen it in the past with cross-platform play. When Fortnite was making some big waves in that area, Sony wanted some more credit. And now we see it in the movie theater, John. Go ahead and hit us with that quote. So, so the quote that has Joey tilted off his rocker uh, is, quote, There's so much press about Top Gun right now. It's like the, boo the movie business is back. Uh, I don't even know how to say that guy's name. Panich? Pantyich? Pan it's definitely not Pantyich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> said, in a weird way, I would say Top Gun is benefiting from us taking our shot. Venom is the start of that story that allows Top Gun to do the kind of business it did. These things don't happen overnight. It's seeding. Um, Joey, I don't know if we have the uh, exact numbers here, but first off, uh, as much as I hate Tom Cruise, I I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. I love Top Gun. I watched the OG Top Gun uh, for most of my childhood, uh, aviation is a big passion of mine, is one of the coolest things being from a Navy family. Um, the fact that it's a Top Gun sequel alone is what did this. The fact that Tom Cruise and people love Tom Cruise, minus me, uh, is the reason why this movie went well. I guarantee you, without a single atom in my body disagreeing with me, Venom did absolutely jack to help the success of Top Gun. That is the most bogus quote I have ever heard. Uh, but <laughs> seating, yeah, I'll take it. Whatever. Okay, Sony, you do you. I mean, I think the one thing here is like, if they would have went the Morbius route instead, I think this oh would have been God. the biggest meme across <laughs> the internet ever. So Venom, they have at least a little bit more ground to work with, but yeah. I don't see these two being related. I think they're trying to pull the strings of, will that help people get back in theaters? I don't honestly know that many people who went to go see Venom. 
Uh, with that being said, it was just, that is a great quote. And I don't know if I'm mad as much as just like, how? How did this even come about? Absolutely amazing stuff there. Just like the Amazing Spider-Man. Again, guys, that one coming out. I believe it's August heading to PC with those new remastered specs. Next up, John, let's slide down to some new content and take a look at some of the content that dropped this week. We did have a stream earlier this week. I believe you went live. I want to say it was yesterday. This whole week feels like it's running together. But Stray released on Tuesday. That game dropping with um, some perfect reviews, some would say. Perfect reviews. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about that right meow as we hop into some footage of Stray. I'm a big fan of this game. This is on my list of indie games to look forward to for this year. I love the idea of playing as a cat and playing as uh, a cybernetic alley cat, per se. Going around, meeting your little robot friends, and kind of finding your way around. And there's some dark twists and turns from what we've seen so far in your stream. But overall, what were your thoughts playing Stray? Joey, this is the one section of the show you can use every single cat pun your little heart desires, and I will not say a <laughs> word. This game is freaking amazing. I would never think in a million years I would have fun playing as a stray cat. First off, look at this good boy or girl. Look at this beautiful cat. Look at that. It stuck its tongue out. It winked at you. It did everything your little heart desires. There is a dedicated meow button. Uh, you can go up once you make friends with these nice robot people. You can go up and you can meow at them and their face turns into a heart. Uh, there's even uh, areas where you can take cat naps. Um, it is, Joey, I've always wanted to be a cat, and this is me living up my cat, my cat fantasies. I love this game. I it's was so really good. hoping you were going to break into an Aristocat song there, but then again, I mean, we might end up getting DMCA's for that, <laughs> right. so thank you for not doing that. Um, but yeah, I think getting your paws on this game is definitely something you guys want to do. It looks like a lot of fun, getting some really good reviews. Uh, currently available PS4, PS5, and PC. It should later come to Xbox, probably Nintendo Switch as well via cloud, but not 100% sure on that. With that being said, Stray is probably the game of the week as far as uh, new games that are dropping at the very least, and it's definitely one to look forward to. Uh, another one that caught your eye, John, is As Dusk Falls. Uh, this one definitely a little bit more in your genre than mine, but similar to Life is Strange, plays out with a very deep story based on choices made throughout. Based on, uh, I would say, a choice you make in Chapter 1 can completely change the impact in Chapter 3 and so on and so forth from what I've heard. Uh, it definitely seems like an interesting game, though a lot darker than some of these other kind of stories. I, I don't know. The, uh, the original Life is Strange Episode 5 was yeah. pretty freaking dark. Yeah, Life is Strange is definitely uh, the exception. But yeah. some of the other story-based stories yes. like this do not quite go as deep as Life is Strange did. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for this one. I definitely have this one earmarked. Um, I'm about to take a trip uh, to Arizona, and this really makes me want to take my Xbox with me. Uh, but that's not going to happen. Um, I want to play this game, but I also want to play Stray. Uh, I am I am in a pickle, Joey, uh, that I am stuck between two games that I really want to play. On top of playing F1, because that's becoming completely addictive also. Super excited for this one, though. I can't wait to play it. Probably going to end up streaming it. It'll probably be after I get back from Arizona, if I'm being completely honest. This will be one of those games that once I start, I don't want to stop knowing how I work. Uh, but yeah, this game looks absolutely fantastic. I love the graphics of this one. It's not uh, like full 3D models uh, constantly. There, there is some still imagery here that to use for storytelling to add a little bit more emotion uh, to the story. Use of voice actors, use of music to really uh, to uh, really portray that emotion versus having the characters physically move, kind of like you see on TV in movies or games like Life is Strange. Uh, I I'm super into this. I think it's going to be great. Um, I like crazy storylines that make you feel the emotion of the characters in game. 
especially for games where you essentially choose your own fate. Uh, I, I'm I'm 100% here for it. I think it's going to be absolutely fantastic. And the fact that it's solo and multiplayer, I think that adds a, a, a massive, massive different dynamic to these narrative-based games that something like A Life is Strange was, wasn't able to do or necessarily something they wanted to do. It was supposed to be a single-player game. I'm really kind of curious to see how this plays out on a multiplayer level. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not 100% sure how that plays. I've seen some stuff like there's a voting option. I don't know if that's the only option, um, but I could see that working out pretty well, especially with like a Twitch chat or in a Discord party. One player playing the main choices and making the selections with people voting here and there. Uh, so that is one way to play it out. Possibly some other options in there too. But yeah, overall, the game looks good. Uh, not typically the style of game I gravitate toward, but if someone's going to stream it, uh, wink, wink, fiasco, I would <laughs> definitely be down to watch and or vote along the way. Next up in our new content for this week, this one drops tomorrow, I believe, and I never pronounce it right, and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it, but I believe it is Live Alive. Uh, this is an older game that was kind of revamped for the Nintendo Switch. We do have a trailer to play for this one as well. Again, for those who are into... Um, I guess the closest thing to compare it to at this point is probably Octopath Traveler. Similar style to that. You have a party. You're working your way through some beautiful environments. I really, really like the art style of this game. Um, but overall, another really cool game making its way over to Switch. And again, we're seeing a lot of these Japanese-style games with this new pixelated artwork that looks really cool as well. Yeah, I'm, 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 I think you're correct. I think it is Live Alive. Uh, or is it Live a Live? I mean, you know. Or Live a Live. Or, or Live, live Alive. Live. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of different ways that it could. I think it's Live a Live, but I'm not 100% sure. So. Uh, whoever made the English language, you suck. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think this game looks great. It's definitely got that 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 older game feel to it, which feels like it is, is a very sexy genre right now in gaming to kind of have those retro style games really starting to make a comeback. Uh I, I'm here for it. I think this looks great. Um, obviously, I can't play it. I still do not own a Nintendo Switch. Uh, do not at me. Uh, yeah, uh, and if you do, uh, I'll give you my uh, my Venmo, and you can help fund my Nintendo Switch. How about that? Uh, but yeah, I think this looks great, Joey. Um, I know you own a Switch. Are you going to be playing this game? I will not be. I my backlog is way too deep already, <laughs> and I'm trying to prepare ahead of time for October. So I'm I'm cutting back and cutting my way through oh. that backlog at the moment. Yeah, man, that's what we're doing. Uh, a couple other new content things to touch on, and then we'll slide into some of those hotter topics once again. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, the Hot Wheels expansion has dropped. We do have a little video to play on that one as well. Just looking at a couple things, this is so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. 212 kilometers of track. I think that's like 151-something miles, if I remember correctly. Don't judge me for my conversions. Uh, 156 missions involved, 42 events, 87 event lab pieces for those who want to build their own tracks, 45 collectibles for my good old Achievement Hunter pals, 10 new cars, 3 new biomes, 5 new track types. Uh, those track types, Sean, I have been having so much fun with the log flume tracks. Uh, they're pretty much like, <laughs> it's almost like hydroplaning down a hill. And it is just so much fun to drift in those. So those are really cool. There's ice tracks. There's magnet tracks to do kind of really cool flips. Uh, there's air tracks that kind of speed you up along the way. And I think rumble tracks is the last one. And I haven't tried those yet. But from the sound of them and what I've heard about them, they kind of remind me of like Solemns from like the Winter Olympics. So that's kind of what I'm imagining on those as well. But yeah, I've really enjoyed this so far. I'm about 15% through the campaign. So still lots left to go. Um, but overall, I think this is a really healthy expansion, quite a big one for what it is. Uh, sir, I, I just want to let you know, you just said something that I, I have a concern with. 
Uh, one of our Level Up listeners and dedicated OTN Discord member, uh, T-Spans, recently got his learner's permit to drive a car, hopefully on the road and not the sidewalk. Uh, <laughs> and you just said, and I quote, hydroplaning is fun. End okay. quote. <laughs> I'm leaving it there. I, I, dot, dot, dot. We're not going to go in the rest of the quote. The, 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 this is how politics work, Joey. And, and this is a smear campaign. You just told a brand new driver it is fun to hydroplane. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is how politics work, yes. as you can see right there. Perfect <laughs> example. Um, but yes, in-game, it is very fun to hydroplane down the tracks. I mean, just imagine a log flume track. That is just That sounds like fun, and it feels like a lot of fun as well. I like how I left this on too long, and it went into the... Uh the iRacing live stream. I've never I watched. Say, what is that? <laughs> never watched iRacing in my life. So I'm not entirely sure why that decided to switch over to it. Uh, probably all the F1 content I've been watching lately. iRacing, iReady, whatever it may be. We have one more update to touch on, and that's No Man's Sky, the endurance update, John. This is the game that everyone thought died on launch, but it has done everything but that. Resurrecting with new content coming, it feels like every three to six months at this point. This is the latest update, bringing a lot of new quality of life stuff as well. Wait, did... This isn't Starfield. Why, why, why are we even talking about this? I want Starfield. What, what is this? I, I mean, this is the game everyone wants to compare Starfield to. Uh -huh. I, I mean, there's a lot going on, right? Like, you got some cool doors, some nice sci-fi looks. Uh, the one thing with this game is it's huge, one in and of itself. There's so many planets, so many minerals, so many different things to do. And with every update, the last one focusing kind of on piracy. This one now focusing on ship cosmetics and building out the, uh, even beyond cosmetics, the actual abilities of your ships as well. So if you guys are into space games, there's some big ones out there, No Man's Sky being one of those in particular, uh, that just seems to continue to get more and more content. I don't know if it's going to slow down anytime soon. What was this, Potalux saying I sound different? What, what, what is this? What is this, Potalux? Yeah, he said you sound deeper. I don't know. Oh. You sound the same on Discord, but who knows? Uh, who knows? Maybe uh, my voice got deeper. Who knows? Yeah, it could you be. Know. All that raspiness from that stream. Uh, yeah, something like that. Uh, Joey, I like how the first thing you pointed out were all the new doors. Uh, that we I'm saw. a big fan of doors. I'm not going to lie. The way they slide, whether it be up and down, <laughs> side to side, uh, especially futuristic doors, man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our door podcast is going to launch next week, so stay tuned for that one. Um, <laughs> next up, let's talk Xbox and Discord. They have deepened their partnership and dove right into the minds of good old voice comms, bringing full Discord voice connectivity to Xbox console gamers. Uh, this is something we're going to see continue. It's not just going to be Xbox. PlayStation will get this as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Switch gets it at some point, too. Then again, Nintendo Online uh, does seem to lag behind the rest by quite a bit overall. Uh, this is cool, though. For people that are playing on PC, that are playing on console, again, Xbox for now, probably eventually PlayStation as well, this is a great way to connect with everyone. I don't know about you guys. The Xbox Party Chat is not the greatest when it comes to connecting on PC. It it's sucks. definitely gotten better over the months and years, um, but it still has a lot of ways to go, so I think this is probably the smarter option. Everyone's already on Discord, it feels like, and Xbox can tap into Discord's potential there as well. So it's big for both parties, and it's big for gamers. Uh, PC with Xbox gamers and have decided to avoid the Xbox party situation. Then you have the old two headphones set up, and that's a mess in and of itself, in my opinion. Or you get the person who has the really loud TV in the background, and you start hearing it double up over the audio. So there's never really been a clean way to do it until now. And I think this partnership is going to be huge for gamers across platforms. Again, for now, Xbox, PC, and mobile, but eventually probably including PlayStation and possibly Nintendo Switch as well. Continuing to connect the full world of gamers and showing that gaming is for everyone. 
Uh, I'm a big fan of this, John. I don't know if you have anything else to say on this partnership. Again, I think it's just the natural order of things. We're going to see it roll out to alpha testers this week for Xbox. Eventually, a little bit later on, we'll see it go to beta and then delta and then full release probably at the end of the month, maybe even beginning of August. Um, and I do think it'll come to PlayStation probably 2023, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, Xbox Party Chat sucks. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it. That's probably the biggest downside of when I switch to Xbox. I'm just not a huge fan of it. Um, especially the PC version of it, I, I think is, is very, very bad. Um, but I love the Discord integration. I think that's very solid. Uh, I agree with you. PlayStation will be next, whether you like it or not. Sony fans out there, uh, Discord should be coming there. And then, uh, yeah, I really see Discord continuing to be the main place for gamers to go for voice chat. It, I mean, I'm not going to go out and say it's going to kill off Xbox parties or, or, or uh, Sony uh, PlayStation Network. Uh, chat or anything like that but i i do feel like discord coming to consoles is a massive game changer going forward it's just huge i mean with everything moving multi-platform i mean it we're at the point now where ea is looking at taking their games multi-platform and allowing cross-play insane now that ea is allowing cross-play i think the doors are open for just about anything uh, that's kind of your last final boss per se of that cross-platform action so with that moving with discord now moving to consoles i think it's going to be more and more easy to connect with your friends depending what platform what storefront whatever they're on it took a global pandemic to get ea to think about cross-platform let that sink <laughs> that and the loss of a huge partnership i mean the whole fifa deal falling through that's giant too now it is, but at the end of the day, I would probably argue losing FIFA is probably better for EA. Oh, yeah. um, obviously, with all their partnerships, and we've talked about this quite a bit, definitely take a look at social media and the articles we've written and the other podcasts about it, too, if you want to get caught up there for the full story. Uh, but, but at the end of the day, that's like two evils uh, separating, and it's like, I can't believe I'm going to say it. It's like EA is the lesser of those two evils. And that's coming from a major soccer fan like myself and Joey. Like, I feel like FIFA is just so corrupt and it's just, ugh. Uh, so, yeah. So, somehow FIFA able to be the worst bad guy uh, than EA. It's, it's, it's weird. I never thought I'd say that. I mean, they were just charging so much money for that licensing. It was <laughs> yeah. crazy. This gives EA, again, a little bit more flexibility. Uh, at the same point, hopefully this challenges EA, right? Like, they're not hiding behind the FIFA moniker anymore. So give us cross-play, give us cross-platform, uh, give us a city like Panicking Pat always asked for, similar to NBA 2K. Where is that yes. when it comes to games like FIFA? How can we interact with friends? Uh, give us the ability to play kind of futsal in more different ways. I can't remember what it's called actually in the FIFA game, um, but pretty much futsal overall. I think there's a lot of different ways for them to expand, and hopefully if eventually a competitor comes forward with that FIFA name now, maybe it'll push EA to do a little bit more than just copying and pasting for FIFA year over year. Uh, next up, John, we have one more Xbox topic, and then we're going to slide into some delays. Xbox is celebrating the next generation of women in sports gaming and more, and this is a great transition with the talk about soccer because there are soccer teams involved in this one, uh, as well as some other sports. We have the Power Her Dreams campaign. This one awesome coming from Vanessa Bryant over there. Uh, it's going to be, I can't think of the name. Oh, here it is. Mamba and Mambasita is the sports foundation for Kobe and Gianna. Uh, they will be a big contributor for this campaign, as well as Girls Who Code, which is an international nonprofit organization working to close the gender gap in technology. So some really cool stuff there. And they will kind of be leading this campaign alongside Xbox. In addition to that, they're teaming up with a ton of different teams. We have the New York Liberty. Uh, there's going to be a very special one-of-a-kind home basketball court for the New York Liberty. The court will be installed at Barclays Center. It will be a first-of-its-kind experience. And then we have them teaming up with the Atlanta Dream, 
will highlight a select number of dreams from Power Her Dreams, the campaign that we spoke about earlier during a game against the New York Liberty. So again, those two teams from the WNBA coming together for that collaboration. Speaking of soccer and football earlier, moving over to Europe, we have the England senior women's team and the France senior women's team. Both of those coming together, launching two programs to support the teams with a campaign on July 6th uh, is when that was initially launched. And there will be some more steps coming from that as well as the month goes on. So I love this, John. I think this is one thing that Xbox and PlayStation have both done very well and effectively the last couple of years is making gaming more accessible to others. Uh, Xbox in particular has put in a lot of money into the women in gaming, allowing more opportunities for women to learn coding, to do game design, uh, as well as hiring opportunities and fairs. And I think partnering up with some big sports organizations should help with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's such a great thing to celebrate uh, diversity in gaming and especially women in sports and gaming as well. Um, it's, it's great. Uh, celebrate diversity. It's what makes uh, society and humanity amazing and unique is that diversity and any way we can celebrate that any way that we can bring uh, more attention to equality uh, whether it's in uh, uh, in society or even as something as crazy as sports and gaming it's always super positive uh, so absolutely absolutely love this initiative and speaking of women in gaming let's slide over to our new teasers next we got a new look at Batgirl from Gotham Knights as well as some other teasers this week. We have Iron Man and Marvel's Midnight Suns, Mario Strikers new content. We're going to kick things off with Batgirl though. Uh, John, this is a game you in particular are pretty excited for with Gotham Knights. I love the idea of the Court of Owls coming out as the villain for this game, but also them trending away from Batman and giving us a couple other perspectives as well. Now taking a look at this Batgirl gameplay as well. Yeah, and 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 this is great. And the fact that it's a a a Batman game that doesn't feature uh, the male protagonist of Batman, uh, I, I think is fantastic. It shines a light on different uh, characters in the Batman universe, in the DC universe. And the fact that Batgirl is, is going to be uh, that, that big bat character, if you will, I think is fantastic. Like we talked about it with the, with the Robin trailer as well. Uh, the fact that it's, uh, uh, um, it's not Damien uh, for uh, uh, for um, for Robin. Uh, it is uh, Drake, uh, which uh, a lot of people love Drake as Robin, uh, but doesn't really get that much uh, love when it comes to video games. So, so finally, the video game fans of of the Batman DC universe are going to get experience uh, with Drake uh, as Robin and now as uh, uh, Batgirl. Or, or 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 Batwoman. I I'm already blanking on what. On, <laughs> yeah, Batgirl. Thanks, Batgirl. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, I I think it's great. That's one of the great things with this game is not only does the game itself, the graphics and, and the, the fight mechanics look great, but the fact that they are bringing in different unique characters into this game is really going to get a lot of the DC fans and a lot of the Batman universe fans super hyped for it. Oh, there we go. SB Transmissions in chat. Batwoman is Bruce's cousin. I did not know that, did you? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. So very cool coming out there. Again, lots of different characters in here. You have Red Hood. You have Nightwing, Batgirl as well, also involved in Gotham Knights. So that one's set for an October release. Should be fun getting some new characters and kind of getting your hands on or wings on, in this case, on characters outside of Batman himself. Next up, switching from DC to Marvel, we have some Iron Man gameplay for Marvel's Midnight Suns. This one also set to debut this fall. And now we got our look at Tony Stark in full suit and armor, as well as some of the gameplay elements coming with that as well. 
you know, Joey, the, the, the fun thing of coming into this podcast directly from doing a uh, eSport broadcast is I have none of this ready to go. <laughs> uh, so I am literally doing filler right now as I am loading this video and voila, transition. Here we are, just like that. Finally, Joey, did we finally get gameplay for what this game is going to look like instead of a CGI trailer? Yeah, honestly, I think this might be the first gameplay look at Marvel Midnight Suns, unless there's been some other ones that have not been shown on big stages. All the big stage showings have been CGI. So as we've been telling you guys this whole time, it is a tactics game. A lot of people thinking it's an actual action-adventure game. It is not. It is tactics. Think Gears Tactics, thinks XCOM, different games like that is going to be the style of this game. And you finally got a little bit of a look at it here with some Iron Man gameplay. I'm sorry, Robo Man? Is is that what they're calling him in game? Is Robo Man? Uh, I don't know on that one. <laughs> I just paused it on screen because I am absolutely offended that they're not calling this Iron Man. This is definitely like, an official Marvel game, just FYI. So this is not a knockoff. Um, um are, are, are we sure this is not like the black market knockoff version of this? Is, definitely this is what it like looks like with like, a name like that. I wonder if this is just like a goofy introduction, maybe? I am... This has to be a humor thing. SB Transmissions, back us up over here. What's going on? Well, I I was also a fan of when Roboman saved the world in Endgames. Wow, we're jumping into spoilers now, too. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. He he saved uh, he saved District Twelve from the Hunger Game. Oh, and, uh, that's a crossover yeah, I'd was, love to see. Yeah, good old Robo Man. I I can't believe it said Robo Man. What an absolute joke. <laughs> so yeah, guys, tactics game. Now you get your look at I guess Robo Man in action. There's some card <laughs> concepts involved as well, uh, similar to some of the other tactics games. They will play out a little bit of how your abilities will work in different combat oh. scenarios. So there is a little bit of RNG involved as well. They, they have his real name, Tony Stark, correct? But they're just going to call him Roboman? That has to be a joke. I'm telling you, it has to be a joke intro, right? And, 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 and I'm sorry. Uh, Tony Stark just got plus seven friendship on, on that last screen. That doesn't happen. No one likes Tony Stark. See, rewrite <laughs> the universe yourself, guys, whether it be in Gotham Knights or over here in Marvel's Midnight Suns. <laughs> Uh, next up, let's keep sliding along so we can sleep tonight, John. Uh, we have some Mario Strikers Battle League update action. We have some new characters, a new stadium, and some new gear. I am personally not the biggest fan of the new Mario Strikers game, but I do love the idea of free new content. The new stadium is cool. There's cool ways to customize and build upon it based on how you level it up. New characters, Daisy finally making her way in, a fan favorite that was eventually going to make it in there, now making it in with the first update. The whole gear system to me is weird. I like the idea of adding new power and different elements, uh, but for me, it doesn't really mix the way I'd like it to. So here, taking a look, uh, you do see Daisy as well as the other new content popping up. Yoshi went full Luis Suarez there and tried to bite somebody. Like, what is that? <laughs> That's rabid Yoshi. <laughs> That's right. That is rabid Yoshi. My goodness. Uh, you love to see it. I love soccer games, though. I think Mario Strikers was phenomenal on Wii. Uh, unfortunately, this one, I, I, so it's like every character has to be a major character. When before you had one major character, your Mario, your Daisy, your Peach, whoever it be, and then you had some like minor characters, like a shy guy. Uh, you had some like Hammer Brothers involved, and they were kind of like you're not your hero champion characters, and they were just kind of basic. They were either stronger in attack, stronger in defense, whatever the factor may be. Uh, this one is kind of taking it where like all of your main characters are on the field at one time. And it kind of feels like you're playing a little bit of either like PSG or Barcelona or Real Madrid. There's too many superstars on the field. And it kind of takes away a little bit from the tactics, in my opinion. 
Oh, it can't be Barcelona. They're bankrupt. How can they afford hey, to buy a 90 million striker? That's why these are striker? free updates, John. Free. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Ah, you love to see it. So there you go. Some new characters, some desert action, all of that goodness as well. Uh, the next teaser we'll slide into is going to be Destiny. Destiny 2 gave us a little teaser of some of the content to look forward to, which they're going to be talking about a little bit more when it comes around in August. Uh, hearing lots of big whispers of this from some friends over at Bungie. Sounds like there is quite a bit to look forward to. Uh, currently in their, I think it's the season of Haunted or The Haunted or something like that. Uh, unfortunately, I'm having issues loading my game, so I haven't played too much of The Haunted season. Uh, even though I would love to dive into that content, but this new content looks very good, and I definitely want to get things fixed before this one drops later this year. It's okay, Joe. You you don't have time to play Destiny 2. Yeah, I really don't, to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> we both know that's too true. But again, another space game, John. It feels like space is the theme of 2022, whether it be space horror games, whether it be Destiny making their way into very spacey environments. I mean, they're already in space to begin with. Uh, you have new Dead Space game coming out in January of next year. Uh, lots of new content all around. And again, that new No Man's Sky endurance update as well. Smoky, cool. August 23rd is going to be that showcase date. And we do have one more showcase. We don't have to play this teaser on stream because it's very small and tiny. Uh, but it is a little audio teaser. THQ Nordic is teasing their show, which is going to be on August 12th. They're going to have a couple new games to show there as well as some new footage of games that have already been announced. So if you are a fan of THQ Nordic Games and all the different IPs that fall under them, check out that showcase August 12th. With that, John, let's get blocky and talk Mojang. Mojang, the developer of mega-popular franchise Minecraft. I love that. <laughs> ah, that face or smirk or whatever that was in the side of my view was amazing. Uh, Mojang, the developer of mega-popular franchise Minecraft, has taken a stance on NFTs and blockchains, everyone's favorite things to put into games. If it's not loot boxes, make it an NFT. Uh, now we're going to talk a little bit about Minecraft's stance on these, which they have come out and been pretty firm on overall. Again, Minecraft, not just a small game. This is a big game, one of the most played games worldwide. Millions upon millions of players monthly on this one. They're coming out and pretty much saying that they are not going to allow integrations of NFTs within Minecraft, and they're not going to not only not support it, but not allow it at all. So anyone doing that uh, will come out and violate their policies, and there will be action taken against them. Uh, John, what do you feel about Minecraft not only taking a stance on NFTs, but taking such a strong stance on them as well? I think you're muted. There we go. <laughs> We're going to try this one more time. It's the sound of clapping, Joey. It's the sound of clapping. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, Mojang, thank you so much. Um, look, NFTs are the dumbest fad uh, society has seen uh, since the collection of Beanie Babies. Uh, yeah, for, for, for our Gen Z viewers out there, uh, Google Beanie Babies. Uh, they're ridiculous. Um, I, I just... I've never understood NFTs. Yes, I get it. It's like a digital trading card. And yes, you can be like, oh, LeBron James used to own this same blockchain before I owned it. Look, at the end of the day, nobody cares. Uh, it, it's dumb. I don't like it. I think the hype around it is weird. Um, call me a boomer. I don't care. The whole thing seems stupid. It seems like a waste of money. It just doesn't make any sense. That's just me. Uh, I love the fact that Minecraft came out and, and said this. I mean, this is big. Minecraft is a massively popular game with a massive massive uh reach to millions and millions and millions of people this is a a big hit 
against NFTs. And I think this took a lot of courage for them to do, to come out and, and be against uh, this this newest fad uh, that has really sprung up over the past year or two um, to come out and say, look, we're not going to participate in this. We want nothing to do with this. This isn't what our game is about, and this isn't what we want to do. If we're going to make money, we're going to do it our way, and we're not going to be doing it by selling blockchains and NFTs. It's it's dumb. Uh, so, yeah, I, I Mojang, well done. I think it was fantastic. I think their statement is exactly what we needed. And I, I'm kind of curious to see what kind of ripple effect this will have for other uh, developers out there. Okay, Boomer. Um, no, for real, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think overall, like, so here's my stance on NFTs, right? I don't think they're necessarily bad. I don't think there's any evil with NFTs. I just think they're dumb. Uh, I think there's ways that they can be used to unlock different content and different abilities um, within communities, sure. But overall, I think the reason Mon Minecraft, or Mojang in this case, is taking such a strong stance is because of the young population there. Minecraft is used so much in education. Uh, if you look at what games kids are playing, Minecraft and Roblox is so high in younger populations. Uh, I would say anywhere from six to... Uh, up to teenagers really overall and then beyond that sure there's thousands of people playing that are teen or above as well but especially that under teenage population if they're playing anything a lot of it's Fortnite, a lot of it's minecraft and a lot of it's roblox so those three games in particular taking a stance on this pretty much is saying hey we're not going to allow predatory concepts of nfts uh whether there is meant to be predatoriness or not involved there skin prices are high enough for a lot of these games now you throw NFTs in there, and do they have any real value? Some people argue yes, some people argue no. I can't tell you the number of people I've seen on Twitter that just buy an NFT for a profile picture or whatever, and then you see other people just literally copy it and make it their own profile picture. Someone paid hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever for the highest end NFTs, others of 50 to $100 or whatever they end up being, versus someone who just steals the screenshot and puts it up there for free. So overall, sure, the ownership or whatever it may be falls with that one person, but at the same point, they're so much easier to copy over than a lot of other different blockchains out there, like cryptocurrency and such. So my stance on NFTs, I don't think they're necessarily bad. I don't think there's anything that attracts me to them. And overall, I think they could be okay in certain games in different aspects, but Minecraft being one of those is tough with the predatory aspects that could come with it. So I like it. Yeah. I like Mojang taking the stance. I don't think everyone will take this stance, but I would love to see someone like a Roblox also take the similar stance. Agreed. And I, I think you explained it to, to, to a T. Look, like at the end of the day, um, no one here is going to send a tweet out telling you how to spend your money. Uh, if, if you want to if you want to spend your money um, on NFTs, fine, go for it. If you want to use your stimulus check to pay off bills, fine, you can do that, too. Uh, but nobody here is going to send a tweet out and tell you how to spend your money. So if you want to spend it on an NFT, go for it. Uh, just realize you can't buy Minecraft NFTs. It's as simple as that. No Minecraft NFTs. So if you want your blocky profile pictures, go get them somewhere else because we're only mining different resources here in Minecraft, whether it be creative mode or whatever. Lots of Minecraft content coming, but none of it is going to be NFTs. Speaking of cool content coming from the ground up and building things, John, let's talk Grounded. Uh, this is a game that you and I dove a little bit into for early access. Should be getting full access later this year. Uh, but one thing that is also coming alongside that full access, apparently, is going to be a TV adaptation. I feel like we talk about this all the time. There's hundreds of games, it feels like, at this point, getting adapted to TV or movies or different things such as that. Uh, what are your thoughts on this latest one being grounded, kind of a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids adaptation for TV? That's exactly what I was going to say. This is 100% Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 
in your backyard. Um, <laughs> it, it's not an original idea, uh, which I feel like is a complaint a lot of people have when it comes to Hollywood. Um, it's it's a, I mean, sure, great. Uh, my problem is is this game hopefully on launch, uh, you know, in full release is better than what it was in beta. Um, hopefully there's more unlocked. I still do not enjoy gigantic spiders, even in arachnophobia uh, mode or, uh, you know, turned on is still a gigantic blob that still attacks you. Not a fan of it. Um, the fact that it's getting a TV series, I, I think is I think that's interesting. I, I think the biggest thing to keep an eye on is that Brent Friedman uh, from Clone Wars is going to be on board for that TV series. And and Clone Wars, for Star Wars fans, uh, was an absolutely fantastic animated series. Uh, even the movie version was really good. Uh, so uh, that's that's a pretty good name to have on board for a series for a game uh, like Grounded. So uh, it should be interesting, um, but I, it's literally, honey, I, sh I shrunk the kids in 2022, 2023. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, I'm not sure how popular it's going to be. All these big IPs, and I think some of them, like, I think The Last of Us could translate really well. I think Fallout has a lot of potential. Uh, probably the biggest one is Elder Scrolls. I think there's lots of potential for a really cool show there, given Game of Thrones success. Uh, with that being said, some of these are not going to land well. And one of them could be grounded, depending on how this ends up being. Uh, I didn't really look too much into it, if it's live action or animated. Uh, if it's live action, I don't see this being super successful. If it's animated, I could see it being a cool Saturday morning cartoon type of show for Netflix or whoever it may be. Um, but in the end, it's one of those things that I think a lot of the games and the reason people love games is because they play through them themselves, right? Like you're interacting with the story, especially in something like Grounded, where there is a story, but it's a very loose story. You have a lot of ability to build things and survive and all these cool moments by yourself. Uh, like John and I screaming like little girls when a spider comes out at us. Some of that stuff's going to be hard to translate to TV, and I'm curious to see how they try to do that. It was a very I mean, those freaking wolf spiders, and now they have the brood mother thing. The heck if I want to face that boss. Like, look, I'll face whatever boss you want to throw me, Halo, God of War, whatever it may be. Throw a freaking brood mother spider. Mm -mm, I'm running out the other end of that tunnel. Uh, so with that being said. <laughs> Joey, jo Joey, in real life, I walked into a spider web the other day, and I stopped dropping. Dude, I freaking like hate I spider fire. webs. Like, no oh, one likes they're spiders. They're the worst. They're, they're, they're terrible. Like, spiders, like, look, I, I understand your nature's pest control. Uh, but but for the love of God, stop building. And a they web do it so quick too. Please and thank. And you. they last through everything. If you freaking tornado out there, and spider webs will stay up. Like what the heck, man? Freaky little eight-legged creatures. Welcome to problem with spiders. Yeah, with terrible media. You guys want to go be <laughs> terrified by spiders? There's a lot of horror games, but Grounded does plenty of horror as well. When that aspect comes to mind. Uh, next up, added by popular demand by chat over here, the D and D movie. John, not originally in our notes, but it did get announced today, or rather shown today at San Diego Comic Con. And I know chat wants to talk about it. So we do have the trailer in there. If you want to play it here in the background, this one headed as a movie in 2023. Uh, lots of big names in this one as well. Lots of talent coming to the screen for this. Uh, Chris Pine in there playing a bard, which I think is going to be absolutely fantastic. You have a barbarian played by Michelle Rodriguez as well. A warrior um, by Paige. You have a powerful mage by Justice Smith. You have a shape-shifting droid by Sophia Lillis and so on and so forth. Uh, a lot of different aspects from Critical Role brought into this and inspired by as well. So I'm excited for this, John. D&D is a game I've played here and there with different groups. I love the idea of it being adapted into other mediums. And we did see a game release last year in June that it had some mixed success based on some bugginess with it. 
A lot of that being games just having lots of bugs during the pandemic when they released. Uh, with that being said, the opening trailer of this looks pretty darn good so far. Yeah, it, it looks absolutely fantastic. I think it, I, you know, was happy to see it when it was announced at Comic-Con today uh, in San Diego. I think it looks fantastic. The D&D community is a very passionate community. And I think the overall response for them was overwhelming positive uh, as well. Uh, <laughs> it, it's okay. You can spam D&D all you want in chat. It's fine. We, we, are, we are here for the people. And if the people want D&D, we're going to give them D&D. Uh, so, so no worries there, Eric. Uh, but yeah, so so this looks great. And also with like uh, the popularity of Stranger Things, D&D played a big role in season four uh, with the Hellfire Club. Uh, we're not going to go into any spoilers there. Highly recommend watching season four of Stranger Things if that is your thing. Um, but that played a big role in that season. That goes to show the impact that D&D obviously had back in the 70s and 80s as well. Uh, but now present day also. Uh, so really, really cool stuff there. Uh, yeah, I think this looks great. I I'm excited for it. I'm probably going to go see it. Uh, I I I've dabbled in D&D &D as well. It's a lot of fun. And chat, uh, especially SB Transmissions, do we have a release date on this? So far, the only thing I've seen is 2023. Do they have a more specific date out there yet? March. Is it March? Or are you just guessing? It says oh, March beautiful. 2023 there we on go. screen right now. Look at that. March 3rd, beautiful. 2023. Look at this, guys. We're coming together. Oh. Everyone making the info happen here. So the D&D movie, March 2023, uh, pending any delays in today's pandemic environment. Next up, John, let's talk delays. Speaking of, we have some game delays coming out. The first one being Star Wars Hunters. That Zynga project being made for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was originally supposed to be released, I think, last year in the fall. Then it got delayed to 2022. It's seen some minor delays within 2022 and now bumped to 2023. I'm hoping that means we get a bigger roster at launch, given all the extra development time. But if there is one Star Wars game to look at recently that's seen a lot of delays and did come out quite well, that is the LEGO Star Wars game, the Skywalker Saga phenomenal game lots and lots of action to be held there hundreds upon hundreds of quests so many different maps and regions to travel to sure it wasn't without its bugs a lot of those have been fixed with post-launch patches um, but overall that one was delayed i think four times overall almost two years of delays uh, and it did come out pretty well in the end so hoping this one doesn't take a full two years of delays to make its way out but star wars hunter at least for now delayed to 2023 Hooray, we're never going to see it, Joey. This game does not exist as far as I'm concerned. Like our native Star Wars person saying it's not going to happen either. Um, yeah, we will Here see on that one, unfortunately. Uh, one thing I do have to say about Zynga, their statement that they made is probably in the smallest font I've ever seen of a statement uh, on Twitter. So <laughs> make sure to pull out your bifocals to read that one, Hold guys. On a uh, this is Social Media 101. Now. If you're going to post a statement, make sure it's big enough for most of your people to read. Uh, again, I have pretty good eyes, so I can read it, but it is very, very small for the basic audience out there, and it is not something I'd recommend. <laughs> and if you're watching live on Twitch right now, please do understand, uh, I do have, like, 4K monitors. This is zoomed in 250% already on your screen right now. It is that small. Uh <laughs> That is absolutely ridiculous. And there's so much spacing. <laughs> like, they have so much edge to work with. There they have is. so much within the box. It's like, like, all of this is, is missing. It's like all the words right here and all of yeah, that. Things that missing. tilt me for 100 points, Alex. This is it right here. Uh, absolutely hate that statement. But, yes, that's a thing. It's delayed. And it's not the only delay. This next one, bigger in most people's minds. 
Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. It was never officially announced. Uh, it was just said 2022. It was supposed to release around November 19th, 2022 is what I was told. So it is now delayed overall. And not only a delay, John, but a big delay. They're saying the earliest this one coming out is spring 2023, but they're even looking to holiday 2023 all the way to early 2024 on this one. Oh, fam, do not get your hopes up for video games right now. It's just not going to happen. Everything is being delayed. Uh, what we've heard about this one so far, it looks gorgeous. The environments are really pretty, uh, but the gameplay itself does look a little bit shakier than riding one of those winged animals in Pandora which I can't think of the name of. Unfortunately, I forgot it right at that moment. Uh, with that being said, Ubisoft also dropped a load of bad news for us today in their earnings call, or at least the report prior to their earnings call. They've canceled four projects as well. Splinter Cell fans, uh, you still get your Splinter Cell undies coming and eventually a new remastered game, but Splinter Cell VR has been cut. So turn off your goggles, Sam Fisher. That one is not happening. We have Ghost Recon Frontline. That one also is supposed to come out relatively soon. Uh, they've cut that one off the supply line as well and say it's not going to happen at all. The full project has been canceled. And additionally, two other games have been canceled. One of those supposedly an Assassin's Creed game as well. Not looking pretty at Ubisoft right now, John. No, it's not. Um, again, the world's trying to recover from this pandemic. My voice, I can feel it, is killing me. I've run out of water, Joey. Um, but yes, it is uh, a struggle for these developers right now trying to transition back to uh in work like in office work uh there's obviously a delay and then on top of it um in certain cities around the world you're seeing a spike again so it's 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 a very awkward time here uh delays will be prevalent uh and they're gonna keep coming it's just something we're gonna have to deal with for a absolutely bit. and chat thank you for coming through it is a banshee is the flying animal in pandora john will you give us a nice banshee scream while we're here <laughs> not with the current state of my voice. Absolutely not. I decided to test that one out. Uh, moving along, guys, just a couple other things to touch on for tonight's show. Uh, we have a new acquisition coming through, this one from PlayStation. They've acquired esports platform Repeat.gg. John, have you ever heard of Repeat.gg? Because I had no idea who this was. Hey, so his hearing is also going out, as you guys can tell. Uh, apparently, Repeat.gg <laughs> is a pretty decent-sized thing. Uh, looking at their Twitter following, which I can't seem to find right now. Here it is. Uh, they have 27,000 followers on Twitter, so they're at least doing something right on social media. Again, I had not heard of this platform, but I'm assuming it's pretty widely used, at least to some degree, with that following. Uh, it looks like they have Fortnite, League of Legends, Dota 2, PUBG, and a couple other smaller titles on here as well. So more or less, they're not really touching too many genres. With Sony coming in, I would assume most multiplayer Sony games also land on Repeat.gg or whatever this platform does become under the Sony moniker. Uh, for those wondering if Repeat will still hold play or tournaments outside of PlayStation, yes. So they're still holding tournaments for PC, mobile, and they mention other consoles, not by name, but obviously you can guess Xbox and Nintendo there. Nothing should change, similar to the acquisition we saw with Microsoft and Smash.gg. More funding will come the way of these platforms. And eventually, we'll probably see some new policies in place as well as some expansions. But as far as tournaments, they're not going to be cutting off any parties, at least as of now. Anything else to say on repeat.gg, or would you pretty much just repeat what I just said? I would like to second everything hey, you Hey, there we go. Next up, new studios, guys. We have a couple new studios to keep an eye on. 
Uh, this is always a fun segment for those who like indie games. These two are ones to keep an eye on. Jar of Sparks, what a great name. Uh, I've had Jars of Sparks thrown at me by Panicking Pat in Fortnite. That part, not so fun, but this new studio should bring lots of fun action. Coming from NetEase and founded by 343i, Bungie, and Xbox Live veteran Jerry Hook, uh, pretty much with the Halo franchise for a lot of his dev development career through the good times and the bad times, the Halo 1, 2, and 3 to the downsides of Halo 4 and such. Uh, he's now made his way to this new studio. We do have their website if you want to pull it up, John, just slowly. Uh, it's kind of cool looking, not really much on here. Uh, very, very simple. I don't know why I said slowly. Just slowly roll pull with it, it. up. <laughs> um, <laughs> late nights on a Thursday. See, this is why we do Hold the show. On, sorry, I want to press guys. the button. Um, it's very simple. The website for this one so far. I'm going to smack you. Uh, it's literally a jar of sparks coming soon. Should have a pretty talented team. Uh, I know a number of people from 343 and Bungie are moving to that new studio. So expect some, I, it's, I, I think it's going to be mobile focused if I remember correctly, um, but I'm sure there will be some kind of influence of Destiny and Halo making its way over there as well. Next up, the other new studio to mention is Wildflower Interactive. Guys, this one bloomed this week and it will be sprouting up fluidly as we see a number of different developers from Naughty Dog and such making their way over there. It's founded by ex-Naughty Dog developer Bruce Straley and we're seeing a number of team members who worked on The Last of Us as well as Uncharted. Take a look at this new studio as a new home as well. And you can pull this one up a little faster, John. We do have a website for Wildflower Games, too. I'm <laughs> I'm already playing with it right now. I'm not. I don't really like the website. font on this website, like the curly font or whatever, bubbly font. I don't. Yeah, it's like interesting. Any of it's this. one to keep an eye on. Maybe not their website, but the games they develop should be pretty cool. Oh, T-Spans like their site, so you're 1-1 one, one uh, now. See, the vote see, is see even. I don't care. Um, so I'm going through here. Oh, look, environment and technical artist. Maybe oh, that's why toxic. this website sucks. <laughs> um, not toxic. I'm just spitting the truth. You don't like it. Uh, chat, I think they're Simple trying to make the website and a game. <laughs> uh, the website coming first, probably to get some hires in there, like John just scrolling down to that higher section. Um, but overall, yeah, it's a very interactive website. I'm curious if we see... Uh, maybe uh, maybe not a similar um, <laughs> looking format over here, um, but we'll see what they bring to the table when their games do eventually get developed. Again, Uncharted, The Last of Us, two really, really big franchises. Lots of critical acclaim, and I'm curious to see what they do under this new umbrella at Wildflower. Wow, chat is hella leaked on this whole website situation. Um, also worth mentioning, John, and I'll let you touch on this because it's your thing to do. Uh, I know you're a big WoW fan, and the Winds of Wisdom have blown into Azeroth, offering a 50% XP boost for WoW characters in Shadowlands Season 4. What does this mean for potential WoW players, whether they're playing right now or looking to dive into Dragonflight later? It means that the, if you're a filthy noob and you're finally coming around to your senses to play an MMORPG that's been around for 15 years, well, this is a great time to do it. Because after the level squish, after the XP crunch... It only took about seven hours to fully level your character. Well, guess what? 50% XP boost for free included in your subscription. You're at max level in like four to five hours of gameplay, which let's be honest here, nerds. That's what you do in one sitting of playing of Zelda. So you can easily do that. Uh, it's, a, it's a great time to play. Uh, check it out. Um, salty much? Eh, not salty. Uh... Fifi uses the Windows 10 mail app. No, that's what happens when you click uh, contact 
on a website and it pulls it up and you are doing a screen capture instead of a source capture on OBS. Appreciate, do not hate. But yes, uh, this is a great time to hop into WoW as I get back on topic. Uh, yes, uh, great time to hop back in. The, the new expansion, the alpha looks fantastic. A lot of positive reviews. Uh, this is definitely a great time to there check out. There you go, guys. So if you want to level up your character, whether it be a paladin, a warrior, whatever it may be, you can do so now with that 50% boost as well. With that being said, John, let's slide into esports, touch on a couple more topics, and wrap up today's show. Phase has hit Wall Street, and a lot of investors not quite phased. Uh, this one not doing too well. It ended up with a very hot sell-off on day one. A lot of people bought in, sold for $12 or whatever, and since then it's kind of hovered between $9 and $10. Some esports people considering $10 a win because their expectations were very, very low for FaZe's debut. Currently at After Hours on Thursday, July 21st, they're sitting at $10.14 a share. Uh, I'd probably expect that to drop tomorrow morning. Again, this is not a stock advice podcast, but I think we will continue to see it hovering around $9 to $11 for quite a while. Yeah, for, for official stock advice and financial <laughs> no, advice, no, no, follow no, no, no. Courtside King on Twitter. Uh, for <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Uh, good times. Uh, John, any expectations for FaZe here? Again, I think this is big in the sense that we really haven't seen too many esport orgs go public. Astralis did a while ago over in, I believe, it was the Denmark Stock Exchange. They haven't done too hot over there. People looking at FaZe give it a little bit more credit. They're not the... Um, I guess let's say the most successful esports org, but they do have a lot of lifestyle branding similar to 100 Thieves where they have some big influencers involved uh, from athletes to artists to musicians and such. So there is potential for growth. At the same point, their earnings report when it eventually gets launched or released rather, I don't expect it to be too pretty. Yeah. Um, so uh, on our Discord server, uh, discord.me slash OTN, uh, when Joey posted this, uh, made made a little joke uh, talking about buying on the dip. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna to buy phase. Period. Um, yeah, I just I don't see this being. Yeah. A so if thing. you guys want to check it out, they do have their own stock ticker now. It has changed its name to F A Z E. <laughs> go figure. Uh, so you guys can phase up or phase down, just like Shocker. we'll see the stock do throughout the rest of time, as they say listed on the market. Next up into rosters, Xset, John's favorite HCS team, has decided. They will not be sticking with HCS. They did not make partner status. Go figure. Uh, a lot of bigger organizations didn't, so XSET was definitely out of that running. Uh, John, they were one of the teams that you expected for most of the freezes down in HCS Raleigh, now freezing their status with an HCS altogether. Yeah, well, since they, they froze the freaking tournament for the return of Halo uh, to land, yeah, this is what you get, XSET. You're welcome. Enjoy it. No, I mean, it, it's tough. And I'll be honest, I don't think I've actually seen uh, the list. I don't Is there think a they've list for the HCS partners? Um, but like current ones are like G2, Cloud9, Fnatic, okay. Optic, those big ones like that. Uh, KC yeah. Pioneers, supposedly one of the bigger small orgs, did not make it up. So I'd expect like Ascent from Europe. I think Quadrant will make it. 100 Thieves will probably get a partner spot. Um, different ones like that. But we really don't know as of yet. Here is a here is a anti uh, uh, American theology uh, statement coming up here, Joey. Uh, I do not want franchising. Uh, I would like to see a relegation system. I would like to see uh, something that we see like in Europe when it comes to soccer leagues, uh, where teams compete in the second division and the top teams get promoted and have a chance uh, to battle it out with the big dogs. I think that keeps competition fresh. I think for the viewers. 
uh, it's it's a better experience. I feel like teams that get franchised can be lazy. They don't have to compete. Uh, they can just field the team and call the day and reap the benefits of being a franchised organization. Um, I, I, look, I, I get it. Relegation's not popular in America, and at the end of the day, it's easier to secu to secure uh, money from sponsorships and marketing if there is a franchise and they know an organization's not going to be demoted or anything like that I totally get that. Um, and yes, money drives everything, but from a viewership standpoint, I think relegation is a better option here. You get more organizations involved, more people playing and promoting your game. I think that's the best way to go here, but I guess the minds at HCS and and 343 and everyone else involved says differently. So yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is not the leagues, it's the teams. The problem, esports is not making enough money right now. If yes. we're being blatantly honest, there's a lot of money that people think is in esports and is really not there. Uh, outside of Faker's contract, it's a little bit light across the board. So you look at it overall, and what do these teams want? Because they're not making enough money, their merch isn't selling well enough, where do they want to get their money from? They want franchising. They want that guarantee. When you go to relegations and you look at it with like the English Soccer League, like the example you used, if one of those teams gets dropped down, their revenue gets cut so heavily that they have a very hard time making it through that year. You have to cut off contracts. You have to sell out players. Uh, you lose a lot of your fan base, depending if they're not local. And that's one of the things with esports as well. Only a few leagues have gone to cities, and you can argue that's been good or bad in many cases. Um, but overall, you don't really have that across a lot of other esports titles as of yet. Like a CSGO, for example, let's say Cloud9 were to get relegated in the system. They don't even have local fans to fall back on, but someone as big as Cloud9 also can pull from other titles and other fan bases that they've built across as well. Someone like an Xset, they don't have that localization and they don't have that fan base across other titles. So it becomes very, very hard and almost they just die out if they kind of fall out of that league. So there's a lot of pluses and minuses with franchising. Do I think it's bad? No. Do I think people get complacent with it? I would argue that CLG was one who became complacent with it, but now they're winning again. So, I mean, it can just go back and forth. And I think there's probably some middle ground between the two where I like HCS is not giving franchising and they're not giving free play. It's kind of a partnering situation. At the same point, we both know Halo viewership is not as high as it should be either. So you're not pulling in the viewership numbers. Sure, you have some good sponsors. You have some in-game content sales as well. But for a team like Casey Pioneers that's been around for a while, they're performing well at tournaments, they're building a fan base, and they're doing great content stuff like partnerships with the Casey Royals for HCS, they should probably be a partner team, but yet they didn't make it. So there's some questionable decisions on that front as well. I don't think esports has come up with a great solution, but it's one to keep looking forward to and keep talking about for sure. Anything else on that? We do have some more partnership to talk about, so we can probably just slide into that and then get your thoughts. Uh, Valorant has started to announce some of their partnerships. I don't know if these have been officially announced as of yet, but Dot Esports came out and did give us a look at some of them. Uh, it looks like The Guard, TSM, Cloud9, and a few other orgs have been shortlisted, at least as of so far. I don't think any of them have been approved yet, but they are continuing to move forward in the rounds. Uh, the way Riot Games does it is they take, I think it's about 150 applications, at least when it came to LEC and LCS. Then from there, they kind of move forward based on the binders or papers submitted, rather, uh, of the resumes of these teams, what they're doing currently, what they've invested historically, what they plan to invest in the future, uh, different collaboration plans, whatever it may be with the league, and how they're going to be a good partner for the future. And then they move their way through different rungs, and eventually someone gets said, hey, we have this $10 million slot. You can buy it if you want it. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like for Valorant, but that's what it was for League of Legends. 
Uh, with that being said, a lot of these orcs, John, I'm not really surprised by too many. Uh, the Guard may be the biggest surprise on this list. They're kind of an up-and-coming org. But TSM, Cloud9, T1, all these other dorks have been kind of mainstays of esports in general. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing too surprising there. And obviously, if, if you're a legendary organization like a Cloud9, like a TSM, like a T1, uh, you're almost... 99.9% .9 guaranteed you're going to get whatever you want. Uh, obviously, because you have the track record, you have the history, you have the you have the finances to back it. Uh, you, Yeah, so th that doesn't surprise me one bit. Obviously, some of these smaller teams, these smaller organizations, these mid-tier teams, if you will, um, that's going to be interesting to see what happens when these lists do come out to see who actually did make the cut. And I'd be curious to see if Riot will actually tell you why. They probably won't because that means kind of exposing their process, and they definitely don't want to do that. Uh, but yeah, so I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. And the last topic of the night, guys, is League of Legends. They were one of those first leagues to kind of do that up and down system with relegations and promotions. Now we have a look at Worlds 2022. Initially, we had some ideas of what the dates were looking like, what the rounds were looking like, and where they were taking place. Now we have some concrete evidence, again, pending COVID, because things can change in today's day and age. The play-ins will be September 29th through October 4th at Arena Esports Stadium at Arts Pedregal in Mexico City, Mexico. So over here in North America this year, but making its way out of the U.S. into Mexico. Very cool there. Unfortunately, the Canadian city did not make its way to stay in the groups as they did get shoved out and replaced with Atlanta a little bit later on. For the group stage, October 7th through the 10th, as well as October 13th through the 16th, the two-tier pool system for Round Robin of Worlds will be at the Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden in New York City, as well as the quarterfinals also up there as well. October 20th through the 23rd, that same Hulu Theater in Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, again, we're hoping to make the trip up there, potentially, depending on what ticket sales end up looking like when they eventually go live. Um, but that will be a cool event, possibly, to join us out up there. For the semifinals, the top four teams in the world of League of Legends, October 29th through the 30th. That one at State Farm Arena in Atlanta, Georgia, with the finals taking place in San Francisco, California, November 5th at the Chase Center. John Worlds will host 24 teams this year, and it sounds like the LEC will be getting a fourth seed as well. Yeah, uh, and that'll be big. Um, obviously, uh, picking up that fourth seed, uh, one more European team will be in there. Uh, the LEC has been very competitive. I think it's, it's rightfully earned. I, I think the LEC is... Uh, uh, is going to be uh, very uh, interesting to see uh, how they compete with that fourth team. But I think overall, I think it's a good move for the LEC. Okay, cool. So that is definitely one to look forward to again, guys. If you're into esports, if you're not into League of Legends, it's definitely worth checking out this event regardless. League of Legends Worlds is one of the coolest, best-done esports events and really sporting events in general worldwide. Lots of viewers tune in. Uh, as T-Spans is saying in chat, Hulu is pretty small at MSG. I'm kind of surprised. Because uh, they have filled up Madison Square Garden very easily before the main venue. So I think this is probably COVID-related, if I had to guess. They're probably cutting down that seating, spreading people out, whatever it may be. Um, but in the end, at least for now, it seems like expectations are looking a little bit smaller. Or maybe the venue is booked. I don't really know. Um, but in the end, Worlds will be making its way. Atlanta, New York, Mexico City, San Francisco, and more as we head closer to that season in August. Anything else to say on gaming or esports, John? I know you're finding a way to move back to Stray at some point this weekend uh, to kind of make your paw, get your paws back on that controller, rather, 
and work your way through that game. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for some of these more Forza tracks. Again, T-Spans, you missed it earlier. Uh, don't hydroplane in real life, but please check it out in Forza. Uh, it is a lot of fun over there and a lot of other games coming out in the weeks to come. Yeah, Panicking Pat wants me to hop on Stray after this. I don't know. Um, maybe on Discord if I do. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I'm I'm tired. It's been a long day. <laughs> it happens. Uh, I think with that, John, take us into the closing here. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, so uh, sorry for those awkward moments there at the end. They're trying to figure out what in the world we're doing here. Uh, but it's all good, Nation, as this will do it for this edition of Level Up Live. But before you go, head on over to patreon.com slash OTN and consider becoming a part of the Overtime Network. In return, you'll get access to exclusive content that nobody else in the world can get unless they are part of OTN Media. If you haven't done so already, make sure you follow the show on Twitch to catch the next episode of Level Up Live. If you listen to the show in our podcast feed, please do leave us a review. The Level Up Podcast is available on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcatcher. Just look us up at The Level Up Podcast. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we'd love to hear from our community so much. There's multiple ways you can reach out to us. Absolutely. Level Up Nation, ways. head over to Twitter and find us at Level Up Live. That is LVLUP Live. In addition to that, you can follow the umbrella company OTN Media as well. Twitter and Facebook at OTN Media and Instagram at OTN underscore media. We've been posting some fun little gaming facts of the day. I don't think I did today's, but overall, there's some cool stuff going on over there. And then twitch.tv forward slash OTN Media is where you can catch this show. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern time for Level Up, as well as a number of other streams throughout the week and maybe some Saturday shows coming up soon as well. All right. Due to travel, unfortunately, no Level Up next week. We'll be back on August 4th uh, for the next Level Up. That's Tuesday, August 4th, as we continue to cover the latest in gaming and esports news. Do your ears and eyes a favor. Hit the sub and follow them to know when the next episode of Level Up Live is ready for you. I'm getting ready to what launch our TikTok doing, at the same Joey? point. Like, that is some, like, oh, my gosh. Um, you know what? Don't tune in on August 4th. There's no point. You're just going to see Joey dance the entire time. No, I'm joking. We'll see you on August 4th. Enjoy your week. I forgot where I was in the, in the closing, so we're just going to go with it. Uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you on August 4th. Remember, be nice to your fellow gamers online. And as always... Level, Level up. up.